Welcome to Sally's Performing Arts Lab podcast. I'm your host, Sally Adams, and I have taught people how to produce their original work for the stage for over 30 years. If you go to sallypal.com, you'll find my blog where you'll learn to produce and direct your own shows. It's what I do, and you can too. Every day I want to stop for a minute and think about how good my life is with you in it. Hi, friends. The song that you heard at the beginning of the podcast is from my album of original music titled She by Sally A. It's on Bison Records label. You'll find it on iTunes or Tower Records or CD Baby or wherever people go to sell work that they don't have an agent for. I'll be sure to include a link to my CD there in my links section. So if you're interested and you want to hear more, you can. I think Albert Einstein said it best when he declared that imagination is more important than knowledge. In addition to imagination, another important tool in the performing arts toolkit is collaboration. Even a solo artist eventually collaborates with an audience in a live performance. I'm a retired drama teacher, so I'm interested in collaboration, as well as amplifying the voices of people who struggle to be heard. Artistic expression, if you've ever been involved in a show, is a messy business, and you already know that. It calls for confidence and humility, perseverance and surrender, chaos and tranquility, They don't seem to go together, but strangely, when you actually get into the performing arts world, all of those things balance out really nicely. Experimentation, curiosity, exploration, frustration, and even sadness can fuel honest art. The collaboration can also generate bursts of inspiration that that get echoed by everyone involved in the construction of a single work of art. The rehearsal process allows for, I guess, an invigorating kind of failure, and I'm using this word a little differently here, the word failure, that supports artistic synthesis. When an idea fails, it allows for altering or rebuilding the concept, but it can also mean scrapping an idea entirely and and doing something, taking a, a really big risk and doing something completely different. And that leap of faith can lead to a quantum leap in artistic expression. A performing artist's working environment isn't a theater or a museum or or really even a stage. It's a laboratory. And like Einstein, artists experiment their way to the truth. In this podcast, we're going to talk with a lot of different people who produce original work and find out a lot of things. We're going to talk about how to get started, choosing a venue. We're going to talk about marketing. Is your work performance ready? Developing confidence. What type of performance do you want? Do you want to have a casual sharing or do you want to have a full-on production? We'll talk about rehearsal space. We'll talk about delegating work, scheduling, financing, and you'll find all of that on the website sallybell.com as well as below the podcast. So you can actually pick and choose the episodes that you want to listen to or listen to them all in order. And I have to admit, I sort of kind of have an order to the podcast, but I'm going to bounce around a little bit. And some of that has to do with artist availability. And some of it has to do with what I feel like, what I feel like talking about in the moment. So, you know, there it is. Let's 
look at getting started right now. The focus here is going to be on your original work. If you're supporting a loved one in producing their original work, or if you're producing work that's already in the canon, and we'll talk about that a little bit too, then there are a few things that you need to know apart from producing your original work. For one thing, when you're producing the work of someone you love, you need to really develop a sense of compassion, especially if this is the first time for them to put their work out there. Because no matter how good the work, it will change as a result of a rehearsal process. Because you'll discover things in performance that you can't hear when you're in your head writing a piece. Or even with a handful of friends just sitting around having a read-through. I really want to emphasize the compassion piece because you do want to hold somebody up and help them get the work on the stage. So you have to be kind, but you don't want to let them put something on the stage that's just total crap. Now, if someone's intransigent about the work, I would rethink working with them because an intransigent artist is a non-collaborator. Be clear at the beginning that you expect this to be a collaborative process. They will be expected to collaborate but so will you, which means you have to be honest about how the work is going. Look at how it is now in the present. Is it working with the actors you have in the venue you're using with the work you are working with now? If it's not working, be honest with yourself about that. Ooh, that's one of the hardest things to do. We may have a whole episode on being honest with yourself. I've got a few people that can really help on that one. And you definitely want to have some performance doctors and those are people who can come in midway or late in the process and say, get rid of this, this isn't working, change this. And they can be brutal because at that stage of the game, you have a much better sense of the piece and what they'll say you can take or not. That's probably one of the best pieces of advice I ever got is take the advice you can use and appreciate the rest, but don't use it. If it can't help make your work better, then it's not advice you can use. Let's talk about what a performance piece is. It falls into so many different categories, from plays to operas to dance to poetry readings and juggling and performance art. That's a category all its own. We have things like play performances, staged readings, improvisational theater, comedy improv, musicals and opera, which would be separate from plays, even though they are often categorized with plays, they actually have a few things that we'll consider as different. We'll talk about full productions and sing-throughs and concert performances. We're going to talk about dance performances. This is an area where I lack expertise, so I'm actually going to bring some people in who can really talk about producing dance. I've never produced dance, and that's probably a good thing. But I know some people who are stellar dance producers. Poetry readings. I have, in fact, produced some poetry readings. And poetry readings can be very exciting and theatrical. We'll talk about taking your poetry reading from a guy standing there with a notebook in front of a handful of friends to something really interactive. We'll even look at slam poetry, which is actually intended to be performed. It's very exciting, and it's been around for a little while. Uh, we're going to talk about vaudeville and variety shows and even burlesque. I know a few people that are producing burlesque, and burlesque is picking up speed around the country. And we'll talk a little bit about the history of these things, too. Let's get into music. We'll talk about choral music, orchestral performances, band performances. We'll also talk about small group performances, vocal, instrumental 
solos or group recitals, small group recitals, small ensemble concerts. And this includes all of the genres of music, pop, jazz, rock, folk, classical, hip-hop, all of that, because every rock concert you've ever seen is a small ensemble concert. We'll talk about performance art, multimedia performances, magic and illusion, mime, puppetry, circus performances. We're even going to get into street theater and busking a little bit. We'll also have whole episodes dedicated to practical suggestions and advice in things like writing for performance and building a team and delegating tasks, choosing a performance style, finding a venue for rehearsal and performance. A lot of people find the rehearsal venue but don't have a performance space or vice versa, and that ends up being a problem. You can imagine why. We'll talk about selecting performers, whether you want to do it through invitation or audition. There are a lot of things to think about when choosing the right performers for your piece. Scheduling, marketing, special events, and that includes things like mini performances and talkbacks and showing up at the church picnic and putting on a little show. There are a lot of different ways to create buzz around your performance. Being performance ready, and that isn't just about rehearsal. Documenting the event, making sure that you have all the permissions that you need, and that's not just about the person who wrote the work giving permission, but the actors giving permission to use their faces, all kinds of things like that. And post-production analysis. What did you do that really worked? What could be improved? What do you want to scrap altogether? These are all things that you need to think about as you're preparing something to go on the stage. And the better prepared you are, the better the performance will be. But it's not just about having a really great performance. I've seen so many, so many times when a group was totally performance ready and the show was just drop dead great. And they had five people show up in the audience because everybody was so focused on putting together an amazing show that they didn't do anything to produce an audience. They produced a show and it was a great show for those five people who showed up. And there's a thing about going to a show where you only have a handful of people in the audience. It creates a kind of uncertainty for the audience members who are there. As they're watching and looking around and they see there aren't very many people in the theater, they may be thinking to themselves, well, why is this such a small crowd? Is this not very good? And it's a weird thing to say that that people can't make that decision for themselves. And many people, of course, can. But Have you ever been to a show and you thought, this is really great, and then you talk to your friends about it afterwards and they're like, nah, wasn't that great, and you started questioning your thoughts about the show? Because people are really moved by the opinions of the people around them. And if there are no people around them, then they don't have any way to bounce their opinions, and they also start to question whether or not the work has value. And that's unfortunate because there are some really great works out there that are not drawing an audience. And I don't know that I would say it's always about marketing. And I know there are people out there who want to say, well, it's not always about the marketing. Sometimes the Super Bowl is on. But actually, it is always about the marketing. And notice that I didn't say it's about the money that you spend on marketing. Because there is a ton of free marketing opportunity out there. We're going to talk about where those opportunities are, how to find them. But it is going to require that you make some phone calls or even knock on some doors. 
we're going to talk about building the team so that you actually have people in place to do that because there are only so many hours in the day and a lot of times in order to maintain control of their work, the originator will also maintain control of all of the jobs, all of the tasks that are to be done to produce the work. And that's just not necessary. You'll often have the little red hen syndrome with the person who's putting the show together and what they're saying is, well, nobody will do this with me, but maybe maybe nobody will do this because you haven't asked them. Or maybe when you have asked them, you've made it seem really not fun. And it's one of the most fun things in the world. Creating art together with a team is one of the most fun things you can do. And that's why I am encouraging you to do it, A, and B, do it with a group. And if they're not your friends now, and you find a group that wants to work with you, they will be your friends by the end. And sometimes they're friends of a season. You may not hang out with them anymore after you complete that work, but you've still made those friendships during that time. And sometimes you end up marrying those people, which is what I did. It just depends on what you're looking for. If you are strictly looking to hear your work read, then a casual reading is the way to go. And you can actually set that up and do it without actually having an audience. But what we're going to talk about on Sally's Performing Arts Lab is actually creating work that is meant to be performed in front of an audience. And that is so much fun. Because I'm an artist myself, I fall into that category of people who really love for things to be spontaneous in the moment. I always used to make that mean that planning was anathema. But remember at the beginning when I talked about all of those things that seem to not go together all that well? I mentioned confidence with humility, perseverance and surrender, chaos and tranquility. Well, I also want to make a case for spontaneity and planning. If you'll look at the links, you'll notice that I have a link to a free workbook, the Sally Powell Workbook. It's what it's called. And I get no points for creativity on that title, but you'll know what it is. And it will be a book where you can write down all of the steps that you're taking and it'll have categories for you to be able to follow along and know that you're getting where you need to go. And it actually has a space for some questions and even a place where you can write down some ideas in the back. So I highly recommend that you grab that. You can actually download it and print it off and have it and hand it off to your production team. And it actually explains what a production team is as well. I hope you'll check that out and follow along as the podcast progresses and you can actually even follow along with your workbook in hand and start answering the questions feel free to comment and please do like and share and let people know that this podcast is out there i created it mostly because i was looking for something like this when i didn't really find what i was looking for i thought well why don't i create it myself and that's what this is all about creating original work i hope you'll join me on this journey And thanks again for listening to Sally's Performing Arts Lab. I'll have a new episode every Monday evening. (laughs) 
Every day I gotta stop for a minute Think about how good my life is with you in it Every day I wanna stop and think about